You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. Welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited for this podcast. And our next guest for the Inspire Her podcast is somebody who uh, I had the pleasure of meeting in person before I saw her online, which I feel like never happens, you know, like in this age that we're in now, like you see someone online and then you meet them. But our next guest, I happened to see her. I went to a women's event and it was incredible. And while I was there, she like did almost like a mini course for us. And for all these women, I immediately was like, oh, this is like podcast. This is, this has inspired her podcast written all over it. We took a picture together. I was like, I love this girl. I can't wait for her to share her story and her inspiration. So I am so excited to welcome Kendall Costi to the inspire her podcast. Thank you so much, Farron. And I remember that day and I remember meeting you and I loved your energy as well. So I'm excited to be here with you and um, and talk to women. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, let's just get down to it. Yeah, let's just talk to women. I know I am all about women's empowerment. How can we help other women? Gosh, everything that the Inspire Her podcast stands for, you know, just in, you know, putting women up and uplifting them and then using their story to inspire more women and just keep doing that. Like that is what Kendall Costi, like that is her job. Like, you know, so like this, it's like podcast. This is her job. This is what she does. She's a mindset and confidence coach. So we want to know it all. Like, tell us what you do, how you do it. Give us a little rundown about your life. Absolutely. And yes, you wrap that up in a nutshell. I want to help women. Um, I am Kendall Costi. I'm the founder of Shine Brightly. And I help women figure out who they really are, what they really want to do, and then how to go do it. Um, And part of my um, belief system is that they really have to believe that they can do it. So that's kind of interwoven into all of the parts of my program. And I do that through one-on-one coaching, workshops, and motivational speaking. And I coach women on personal and professional goals so that they really can, and this sounds cliche, but it can happen, lead a life beyond their wildest dreams. I love that. I love that. You know, okay, so I would love to, this is a great segue because one of the things you said, and I and messaged you, I was like, it's, it has stuck with me since I've seen you. So it's been a couple months, but you know, you immediately when she's talking to all these women, okay. So Kendall's standing there, she's talking to all these women, like really incredible women. They all have businesses. They're all like coming there. Nobody knows each other. And she tells everybody, you know, like one of the things was imposter syndrome. And I remember you said about business and how sometimes, you know, people will think like, oh, everyone else is doing it. Cause you talked, you said about like realtors and stuff. And immediately I was like, yeah. And I looked around and everybody was like shaking their head. Like we all feel that way, this imposter syndrome or like everybody's doing it. So I can't, I can't do that. Um, But you, you like squashed it. You're like, that is absolutely not true. So I feel like, you know, for you, like your job, like how, tell us about that because that's inspiring. So, yeah. So, yeah, we do hear the the buzzwords imposter syndrome a good bit right now. And and people are talking about it. Um, and it's important that we talk about it. Studies have shown that 75 percent of female executives 
will experience imposter syndrome at some point in their career. And the numbers are even higher for women, women owned businesses. Um, so what is imposter syndrome? It's when people doubt their skills, their talents or their accomplishments and fear being exposed as a fraud. So they could be 100% qualified for what they do, but there's still like this little seed of doubt in our mind. Do I know what I'm doing? And the answer is yes. But we let that little bit of fear and doubt creep into our system. And sometimes we shut down. And one of the most important things that um, I think we need to remember when we're talking about imposter syndrome, this is not a lack of confidence. It's a who am I problem. And once we kind of solidify who am I, and kind of develop that confidence and that mindset along with who am I, we're stronger to share whatever message or whatever product or whatever service that we're offering, we're stronger. So that's why that is also part of my program is figuring out who who am I authentically so that that fear and don't, when they do creep in, I figure out how to overcome it and not let it rule my decisions, either in business or personally. Um, so that I can move forward. You know, uh, that is so important that you said that because, you, you know, I, I do think, you know, before hearing you literally just now, anytime I do have self-doubt, you do think it's, oh, it's a, it's a confidence problem, you know, because mm-hmm. you see other women and they're like crushing it, or you think they are because we're on social media and everybody can, it looks like everybody's crushing it. And so you do think, oh, it's just me. I, I'm not really that confident. I can't put myself out there, but you're right. It's, it is, if we know who we are, then we can authentically just work off of that. But so what would you say, like for somebody who feels that like, and that they, you're telling them, okay, you need to figure out who you are. Like, what's the first step you would tell somebody to figure out who am I in, in the, for this business, in this world? Absolutely. So I'm going to take it back just one step and describe some of the indicators that you may be having imposter syndrome so that people can recognize it. And then we get into, okay, how are we going to overcome this or how are we going to get better at this? Um, And one of the first things called the four P's of imposter syndrome, one of the first thing is perfectionism. Many of us will wait to present something to our clients or to our friends or to the general public until we have it perfected. Guess what? There is no such thing as perfection. I have learned that on my own. I bet I've changed my website 150,000 times since I launched and it's never perfect. So what we need to strive for, we need to take out perfectionism as part of our process and be like, okay, when I get something 70% of the way, it's ready to roll. And that can be a product. And it's not like you want to present an inferior product, but we're always going to have a better, something better, something better. And really we need to be comfortable with the the product or the service that we do have and roll with that. Another um, indicator is paralysis. And that's when we simply avoid tasks. We blame others. We freeze up. We just don't move forward because we are so afraid of making a mistake. People-pleasing, another buzzword, but it's because it really exists out there. And when we are people-pleasing, we are not being true to ourselves all the time and having being able to figure out a work-life balance, right? Which I think all women struggle from because we have a lot to do. Um, and then procrastination. And what procrastination looks like for me is being real busy during the day, but not getting anything done. Like I can start on a Monday, 
work what I feel like is 24 hours a day. And I'm like, hmm, I made no significant progress in my business. But boy, oh boy, did I feel busy. That's imposter syndrome because we're afraid of moving forward. We're just afraid of moving forward sometimes. So back to your question, knowing who you are, I think the biggest part of knowing who we are is finding our our authentic self. And there's a quote from Brene Brown, who if you don't listen to Brene, it's amazing, life-changing stuff. And she says that authenticity is the daily practice of letting go who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Love it. And I love that too. And, you know, women... I love being a woman. I also love men, but we have a way different life than men. Um, Women have some problems with figuring out really who they are and the times of their life. My son is 27. I'm an empty nester and a single gal. So I have a lot of time to figure out who I am. Um, And it's been a journey. You know, I didn't necessarily know who I was in my thirties and forties because I was busy doing being a mom, being a breadwinner, being, you know, being all the things. And so what we end up with is kind of a mask of ourselves, of who we think we're supposed to be. And when we get down to who we are without that mask and that perfectionism and, you know, not letting anybody or letting people see for the first time, the real you and your struggles, you really start figuring out who you are. So that's the first thing. Um, And then we think about the roles that we play as women. Farron, tell me all the things that you have to do in one week as a woman. All the things. All the things. Things, All the things, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to do all the things. And, you know, we've accepted that as part of society. If you have a spouse that helps you do some of the things, that's fantastic. I didn't. Um, I did all the things, you know, and that was just the mode of my life. Um, And we have to know that sometimes we have to play certain roles at different stages of our lives. And sometimes we get to, you know, we get to decide our roles. And, you know, I'm in that stage right now. And it's really kind of beautiful thing. And then we've got to figure out who we were. And it's not necessarily the same as who we are today or where we want to go. So there's a lot of things. I think the first question or the first place to start is allowing yourself to think, do I know who I am? And if not, why not? Yeah, that is that is so powerful because we do as women, you know, we we take on all these different roles. You know, it's crazy. You were saying like men and women and, you know, we're so different and all. And like, they don't really have this because that was one of the reasons, you know, for me with this podcast is. I would go to these women events and I would meet incredible women and they would own businesses and whatever. And I would say, oh my gosh, you're amazing. And like, and they were like, oh, well, it's just this. Oh, it's just that, you know, and they would like downplay their success. I'm like, what are you talking about? You own a catering business. Like you're incredible. And I went over to my husband. I was like, this is crap. And I was like, because a man, you tell him like, oh, you're awesome. They'd be like, hell yeah, I am. And then they'd like chug a beer and be like, yeah. Yeah, I am. I did this by myself, you know, and like women were like, no. And like, and I, I just told a girl this too. I'm like, even down to our clothes, like, I feel like all women can like relate to this. You will be wearing a stunning 
like whatever. And someone will say, oh my gosh, I love your dress. And you're like, oh, this whole thing. Or you'll say like, oh, oh, $5. Eva's just $5. Like nobody cares. You know, like you don't have to downplay it. You look awesome. You look amazing. Yeah, hell yes. I actually, yes, this is, I look great. Thank you. We don't like accept like who we are, you know, who we are until we can learn to do that. How do we, you know? Right. And part of that is getting comfortable in our own skin and being like, like, at my age and where I am in my career, I'm like, you're damn right. It's a cute dress. And I earned it myself and I love it. And I feel cute today, you know, and I know learning how to do that and feeling okay with it and being like, it is fabulous. I got it at blah, blah. And you should go get it too. Like it's, it's amazing. And that's what people really want. Like if I give you a compliment, it's going to be sincere and I want you to feel it and embrace it and, and love it and be like, Oh, that girl loves my dress too. I love my dress. I feel cute today. Yeah, I know. We don't do that. I mean, um, gosh, so many times, anytime you give a woman a compliment, it's like she's like, she'll like downplay it, you know, like, oh my gosh, your hair, you can, you can do this to any woman. Everybody could practice, practice this today. You'd be like, oh my gosh, your hair looks good. They'd be like, oh gosh, it's so dirty. I need to, you know, or they're like, oh, I just, it's dry shampoo. And you're like, I didn't ask, you know, like you're, I'm telling you you're gorgeous girlfriend, you know, like, we, we got to stop that. Like, this is part of it. Like we have to stop this. We do. And I, and I find that interesting that you say that. Cause I've gotten to the point where if I give a compliment and somebody says something like that, I'm like, Oh my God, just say thank you. Because I know. <laughs> you know, but we don't, I don't know that we give enough compliments. There's nothing better than getting a compliment right during the day. Yeah. You pass a stranger in there and be like, Oh, I love your shoes. It's like, Oh yeah. Or if you get a, a sincere compliment about your business or anything from a friend, compliments are free to give and it doesn't take anything away from us. And it might make somebody's day. It might be the exact thing they need to, to hear that day. And on the flip side, we have to learn to accept them. Mm-hmm. Just- oh. You. Even if it's just a thank you, learn how to accept them because women want to give that to you. Let them give it. It's a it's a little tiny gift yes. that they wrapped up and said just to make you feel good about yourself. I know. Gosh, this podcast is like evolving into like all the women tips. And it's crazy because I went to last year, we went to the water park, took my kids there. And I just remember being, you know, mom of two, not feeling comfortable in my body. And when I first like had kids and, you know, and you didn't want to take your shirt off, you're like, oh gosh. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? And I just had my kids. So I'm like, every time I get up, I'm going to tell every girl, I just love your bathing suit. I might not even actually like your bathing suit. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to tell her and I'm going to tell her in front of her husband. I'm going to be like, hey girl, I love your bathing suit. Because you're like, immediately when you get a compliment, you're like, oh, okay. You know, like you're like, you just feel this sense of like, I am okay. And like you said, you don't know what people are going through in life, business, personally. If we can, it's, I love that you called it like this little gift. It's like this little free gift you get to give somebody and change their whole day. Why not? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I love that. And boy, if you and I were in a room, we could just compliment each other. If we could start our day like that every morning, we just feel like a million bucks, right? But we oh have- Oh my the, gosh, this is, that would be so great. That. It would be great. I Very know, nice. I know. You know, you said about um, women accepting compliments. I just read this thing also about um, how don't start. I don't know where it was. And I'll have to send it to you after this, but it was somewhere I found it. And it said about how we say sorry all the time as women. And like, well, like, sorry, I can't do this. And like, change your sorries for thank yous. And be like, thank you for understanding. I'm not going to be able to make it today. You know, or like, thank you. You know, like, thank you, whatever. Like, but I'm not sorry. You know, like, 
you know, like we, but we do that. It's again, like downplaying ourselves like, oh, sorry, you know, for everything. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like, no, we're okay. Like have some confidence. Yeah. Exactly. No. And I do love that. I've, I've, I've heard that recently as well. And it, it changes the whole thing. First of all, it gives you more power. You know what I mean? We have to learn how to set boundaries or we get overwhelmed. You know, we cannot say yes to everything and learning where you can say no very graciously and be okay and not even really be sorry just helps us with our work-life balance and goes back to that people-pleasing component that a lot of us have that prevents us from maybe being the best version of ourselves and really to be able to focus on our goals and the things that we do best out in the world. Right, right. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Okay, so um, it's crazy. Like I, for everybody listening, this like you're getting like the raw, real podcast. Like none of this was scripted. We had, she had no idea of any questions and none of these are questions that I even wrote down. <laughs> I love like, it. And we just were like, um, we went this way instead of that way. And I love it because, um, truly I was inspired listening to you talk. And, um, you know, one of the things, um, that you were, you were kind of talking about your, when we had this women's event, you were talking about like things that you do daily, you know, like to get yourself started. Would you want to give like the listeners, you know, what do you do daily to get yourself going, to get yourself like pumped up for your day? Yeah, I'd love to. And, you know, just like everything else in the world, I can't claim that I do this a hundred percent, but on the days that I do it, my days go much smoother and I don't have quite as much chaos and I am actually more productive. But one of the first things I'd try to do before I even get out of bed, and mind you, I've got two little tiny Yorkies climbing on me and a kitty that are all ready to eat. So sometimes it happens on the way down the stairs. But I start with gratitude. Again, everybody's talking about gratitude, but you know why? Because it works. So when we start with gratitude or when we look for gratitude, we are actually, and I can't give you, I can just say what it is. I can't describe it in a scientific method. We're actually rewiring the neurotransmitters in our brain. That's the end of my scientific part, but we're actually rewiring them to look for the good in things and not the bad. And one of the best examples that I can give you um, that we can probably relate to is when we turn, when we sit down and turn on the morning news in about a five minute window before our eyes are even quite open, we hear bad, 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 bad. The world is bad. Everybody's bad. People are bad. The world is, you know, there's fires everywhere. And so we start scanning during our day for the bad. And when we start in gratitude and what I do before, usually my feet hit the the floor is think of three things that I'm grateful for. And I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you have some kind of little electronic thing that you can listen to it on. Guess what? Some people in the world don't. So, A, I'm grateful for technology, right? I'm grateful that I have a phone that I can wake up and 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 communicate with people. I'm grateful that I can smell the coffee that's brewing downstairs. And I'm grateful for these three little pets that lift me up, that are always there for me, that never judge me, that just love me. And that's enough. Sometimes that's enough. Maybe I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. Maybe I'm grateful that I've got a podcast to do today. Maybe I'm grateful that I've got a new dress to wear today. There are so many things 
that I think just about everybody, certainly everybody listening today can be grateful for. So when we start doing that, we start scanning for the good in situations, right? We don't look at the bad. I mean, there's bad and we've got to deal with it. I'm not saying to put your you know, head under the sheets and pretend like nothing bad is going on, but we don't need to program ourselves to start our days like that. Long answer short, I start my day with gratitude, okay? Then I do have a little morning routine. I go make my coffee and I try to avoid the news. There's every now and then where I sit down because I feel like I'm not in in connection with the world and I'll zip through and, and listen to the things that I think are important for me to know. But I start with some kind of um, short little daily reflection. I've got like 10 little books that I can choose from depending on my mood that I can kind of start my day with. I have... Um, um, apps that play short little meditations. I have never gotten good at a long meditation. I don't know that I will. You don't need a long meditation. I'm sure there's people out there that do the long ones. Good for you. But if you're not doing it, don't strive for perfection. Don't say, I'm going to sit here for an hour and not do anything. Strive for the five minute guided ones. Strive for the 30 second guided ones. At least it's a place that you can go where you can just be quiet and listen to your thoughts. We think that we have to sit there and think about nothing. Based on my practice, that's not possible. What, what I do is I learn to let the thoughts flow into my brain and right out of my brain until I need them again. So again, it's kind of learning to do that wherever you go through the day so that when things are chaotic, you can go sit in your car, you can sit in your office, or you can go for a walk and just let it go for a little bit guess what? It'll be there when you get back. Um, and then I get into my day. I try to time block. I'm not the greatest, but I do have hours that I know in the day that I am the most creative or I'm the most, I can do um, what I call just task, which we all have to do answering emails, you know, kind of administrative type things. And then I have my times of the day that I coach that I like talking to people. I usually don't schedule talking to anyone before about 11. And you know, sometimes I feel bad about that. And then I remember, no, this is my business. I'm in charge of when I want to get started. You know, I'm glad for people that like to get up at the crack of dawn and start their day. I don't, you know, and I have been very successful. Now, there are times in my life when I did have to get up at the crack of dawn, but this, uh, these glory years are not that. Um, and then I just try to balance my day with work and Kindle and complimenting others. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Such great advice. You know, um, gratitude, you know, like that's like my jam. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, and I just, I like so believe in that and just rewiring your brain. Well, I think this is so awesome. So obviously this is your business. How can people join you like to get more of Kendall Costi? Yeah, I would love that. So I'm really easy to find. I, my Instagram handle and my website are the exact same coincidence, I think, but it was a beautiful plan. And it's shinebrightly.me. So shinebrightly.me. And there's information on my website about my one-on-one -on -one coaching, my um, workshops. And when I say workshops, I mostly do vision board workshops, which are so much fun. And it's really a good chance for women to bond and, and really try to figure out that what they want to do in life. 
and then my motivational speaking. So I'm super easy to find information on that. I do one-on-one consultations um, for free. So if you're interested in learning anything else about my business or what I can do for you or your group of um, women, um, you can easily do a little request on my website. Um, And then I try to stay current with my Instagram. Instagram is somewhat new to me. I sub it out because I can't do all that myself, but I try just to, um, I try to live on my Instagram page. Like I live in my life and provide funny things, inspirational things and educational things. I love that. I love that. Yes. You are really great to follow. I know you just said like about your Instagram, like, oh, I saw that. Um, it's really pretty for one. And, you know, and it is inviting. And so I love the things that you share. I feel like it just says a lot about you, you know, and so I, for anybody listening, definitely go follow Kendall, um, you know, even just following her, tagging her, sharing her stuff, because it, it really is like, it, it screams women empowerment. Like it screams like, yes, I can do this. Screams confidence. So, so make sure that you tag Kendall, tag the Inspire Her podcast. When you listen, we want to hear about it. We want to hear if anything spoke to you. And yeah, so Kendall, I'm so excited. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and being a part and sharing like your story and tips. And I know people are going to love it. Well, good. It was such an honor. Everybody have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together. 